Hey everyone, it's Alan Schimmel for DevOps.com and you're listening to another DevOps Chat. Today DevOps Chat, today's DevOps Chat is meant to give you a little bit of a, a flavor, a preview for the upcoming SauceCon put on by Sauce Labs, which will be at the end of April. So about a month and a half away, almost two months, well, a little less than two months away. It, it promises to be another great event from the folks at Sauce. And they have really just a packed lineup of speakers from a wide range of, of enterprises and startups and tech companies, manufacturing companies. I mean, just a whole gamut. Anyway, speaking with me today about SourceCon, about maybe some new developments and trends in the testing market is Matt Wyman. Matt is Chief Product Officer at Sauce. And Matt, welcome. Thank you. Glad to be here. My pleasure. So, Matt, let, let's get this out of the way first. You recently joined Sauce uh, in like January, correct? About two I did, January 6th. I am a recent addition to Sauce Labs and very excited to be here. I've been in the DevOps community for some time, uh, worked as the head of product for Circle CI, so definitely a space that I know well. Sure. Uh, but I see this massive opportunity and impact around test in this fragmented space and hopefully we'll get into this talk about complexity a little bit uh but this really seems like a huge opportunity in a company that i love and a great reputation so i'm excited to be here very cool you know it's interesting i mean of course circle ci isn't in a, is in and of itself a great company too we've we've you know i've done a couple podcasts with rob cto yep. and uh, you know they recently they raised a bunch of money. They're really becoming a player in the CI and CD space. But it's interesting that you moved from CI and CD to, to testing here. And, and, you know, when we look at, let's say, CloudBees, right, and Jenkins, the Jenkins founder, KK, because, uh, uh, you know, uh, I'm not even going to try to pronounce his name. Let's just call him KK. Um, but anyway, KK recently left CloudBees in the Jenkins community to start a new company, also focused in the testing space. So I, I think it, you know, your move here, KK's move, I think it shows that as the the whole CI, CD, you know, software delivery pipeline type of industry and community matures, people are recognizing that testing is is kind of where it's at right now right that's the that's the new battleground and and maybe it is as you mentioned matt because it you know the mission has grown so much more complex than you know let's say pre-devops right absolutely so why don't you if you don't mind give me or give our audience an idea of of where you see or how you see uh testing has become you know more complex Absolutely. So speaking to the CI/CD platforms just for a moment, uh, orchestration in CI/CD has become a very complex problem. And that's reflective of changes in the software landscape and how people build software, which itself is a reaction to where we started. So we had all these monoliths, these you know, large systems, we've all you know talked about it, they still exist out there in the world. Most every system that says that they do microservices actually has a monolith somewhere, like micro monoliths all around. When you're in the monolith world, testing is all about end-to-end -end testing. You're trying to put all the pieces together, validate that everything works top to bottom. And that's really where quality and test um, have their roots. And as much as possible, it's all about trying to 
automate those difficult processes and make it easier and more um, efficient to move through all your different test cases. But as those entities split up, and as we started to recognize that each component of a larger application needed different types of tests, testing itself became more complicated. And furthermore, it became more than just clicking buttons. Um, at one point, testing was about validation that if you click a button, you go to the correct page. If you click a button, the right business logic executed. But these days, it's a lot more than that. It's also validating that the CSS is correct, that the experience is performant and is wonderful and delightful. Um, companies that have bad user interfaces and bad user experiences don't win. And so you have this testing world that on the one hand is trying to move faster, dealing with a more complex software landscape. And on the other hand is now broadening in the types of tests that are being run, not just functional testing, but also if you will, delight testing and trying to validate that the user experience, the customer experience is going to be an excellent experience at the end of the day. And so that's yeah. how I see the space splitting up. I, absolutely, I don't disagree with you there. You know, but I, I you know, I, I, Matt, I almost want to put myself in the shoes of the of the test sure. professional of the QA person, who you know maybe six or seven years ago was hearing that DevOps and this move, you know, agile to DevOps and beyond, was going to somehow you know, make them obsolete. And then other people were saying, oh, no, it's not going to be make you obsolete. It's going to free you up to do higher level, you know, kind of tasks that are more worthy of your of your talent and skill set. And, and I think that that has come true, certainly. I, I think what we've seen with test automation has has freed up testers to do higher level stuff. But I also think it shifted the, the uh, not the burden, but the, the emphasis on people who know how to set up automated testing, right? You got to know maybe a little bit of coding, a little bit of scripting. You got to know some of these open source tests. It's uh, a bit of all of the above, don't you think? Yeah, it is. It, that's exactly the and, and, and it's further complicated by the fact that the number of devices and environments we're testing on has also fragmented and increased and you can't run the same type of test in every environment so most software applications have some sort of mobile component to them yeah and yet mobile testing is not automated in the same way that you would automate browser testing and in fact in some cases with mobile testing it's more effective to be manual and to go through it um, piece by piece, or to use visual testing to go through it. And so you have to pull together all these different techniques. I, I think there's often this perception that with any new technology or any new change that it's going to somehow upset the apple cart and suddenly everyone who has a job doesn't. And, and it just doesn't typically work out that way. I think what we've seen, what we've seen is just this um, increase in complexity, and then also the opportunity to use the right type of testing in the right place. Meanwhile, a lot of the people out there doing quality testing um, continue to do so because the number of applications has only multiplied. You know, the, the fact, this whole digital transformation and all the buzzwords that you hear about that, fundamentally it's true. Um, every business is now a software business and, one of my favorite examples recently is where I live. There's a, 
highway called 101, pretty big highway. And there's a big billboard on the side that has a, it's from Wells Fargo and it has a mobile app on it. And the billboard is not advocating or talking about Wells Fargo's core business. They're not talking about loans or lending or savings accounts. It's talking about their mobile app and the experience of their mobile app. And you better believe that they care about testing it, right? And so it's more than just, again, I go to this earlier, it's more than just feature function now. You have you need more people who need to look across all the different touch points and then utilize the right type of testing in each area. And so there isn't one test solution that solves all of it. You have to use different techniques um, because ultimately you're managing business risk and you have to do it all the way from the moment a developer checks in code all the way through to production and validation that, you know, if you will, a virtual user, someone has to go validate that's actually working as expected on um, when a customer reaches out to interact with the uh, tool. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, Matt, you, you hit on a couple, you hit on web testing, mobile testing. I, I think one of the thing you know, back thinking back to when I was, you know, running software companies, we've, you know, testing was always something, Matt, that we were a day late and a dollar short with, you know, it seemed like we never had Absolutely. a real budget to do all the testing we, we thought we should do, and we never had enough time to finish the testing, at least we were going to do. And, but when I look at the kinds of testing and the amount of testing that goes in today and all of it pre, you know, pre deployment and everything, I mean, yeah, it's grown more complex, but I, I think just beyond pure complexity, I mean, would you say we're testing more now than we did before? Well, I think part of the answer there is is to dig in on what does it mean to test. So these days, it's it's about risk management. And so if we're going to have developers able to check in code and 10 minutes later, update production, then we'll need mechanisms to ensure that production is safe. And typically that's done with feature flagging, it's done with canaries, there's all sorts of ways to ensure that each change doesn't blow out production. But along that path, it's also about automating all the as many of the different possible negative outcomes as you can. And that is what we would typically call testing. So there's visual testing, there's browser testing, there's unit testing, there's end-to-end -end testing, integration testing, all these are necessary. And you're trying to compress them all in to that 10 minute window, which you know, most organizations can't hit that kind of number, but it's the, that's like the gold mark if you can hit that um, 10 minutes from change to production. And so I, I believe that it's, it's a matter of thinking about risk and saying, it's not about quote unquote test coverage with a go no go meeting where you look at the test coverage and frankly there's so much peer pressure to go that typically organizations do it's more about saying what is the possible negative outcome and how do i ensure that i have appropriate coverage for each of those negative possibilities and in some cases you're going to build tests to simply block and fail that particular change and in other cases you're going to provide monitoring and observability to ensure that if something negative happens, you can pull it back quickly. And if I go very meta for a moment and, and go well above um, even what Sauce Labs is doing as a platform, I would suggest that all of that is a, is a part of the overall test or risk management perspective. 
And ultimately, I think our goal is, is to then create visibility across the whole thing. So you can manage your risk, manage your test all from one place. Got it. Makes sense. Um, now, Scott, uh, Matt, excuse me. Let, let's talk a little bit about SourceCon. How, how is all of this manifesting itself, you think, at, at SauceCon? Well, one of the fun things for me is this is going to be my first SauceCon. So I haven't had oh, the opportunity to see. Even? Okay. I've never been. So this is going to be my first one. I mean, I've seen the lineup. It looks fantastic. I'm hoping to see not only a whole series of really good conversations within our existing community, but also there are quite a few people that are coming uh, who are Selenium, who are Appium uh, users, developers and whatnot um, to share in some of their experiences. I know as a product person, one of the conversations I'm very eager to have is in how we help people shift left. And so it's more than just running uh, Selenium tests. It's about the headless tests. It's about getting earlier upstream so that we can provide a little bit more of a developer-oriented experience. And so I'm very excited to go have those conversations. And uh, I think the, the lineup looks, looks good to have it. I, I agree as well. So I'll tell you, my, my experience is, you know, if you're looking for conferences around testing and, and how, like, what, 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 what's pushing the frontiers there, right, in both, and, and also pulling in the open source testing community. SourceCon is, is one of the best. And, and I, I'll tell you what I like about what Sauce Labs has done there is you will see other testing companies represented, mentioned, participating, right? I remember, uh, you know, CA who had bought BlazeMeter, for instance, um, was was involved in SourceCon. I don't know if BlazeMeter will be there this year or not, but, you know, they, they were there. I know the Tricentis folks um, also uh, like to participate. And part of the reason is because testing is such a big world with so many different facets today. You know, everyone kind of does, you know, it, 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 they're, they're not necessarily head-on competitors. A lot of this is sort of complementary. And so it's really nice to see the community come together. You know, you, you see it a lot. I mean, and maybe this is something that is uh, specific to DevOps in general. I don't know. But, you know, you see it at a lot of these DevOps events where, yeah, it's Sauce Labs throwing the party, but the whole testing community partakes. And, and that, I think, to me, is one of the things that makes SauceCon really special. Um, the other thing is is just the speakers. I mean, you know, like in any vendor user type conference, you're going to get the CEO, the CTO, and I'm sure, Matt, you'll do some presentation. But when you look at the speaker lineup here, you know, you have everything from like um, Google kind of engineers to startups to large enterprises. <clears throat> you're really getting a, a good 360-degree view. Well, what makes what excites me is that the, the the way in which we think about this event, so we don't see it as a sales event. We're not sell, we're not sending salespeople there. Um, right. A number of my product folks will go because we're interested in having conversations. The test market overall is is fragmented, but it's fragmented for a good reason, which is there are a lot of different use cases, a lot of different yeah. problems that people are trying to solve, and quite a few of those folks 
are going to be there. And so it's a good chance to have a conversation if you want to do, if you want to know more about visual testing, if you want to know more about how to use um, headless effectively or deal with the grid. There's, so there's this opportunity to share that information and share that knowledge. And I think that's really what we're aiming for is an environment that's um, a practitioner's environment. In years past, you know, SauceCon, that's exactly what it's been. And, and I think Sauce Labs has done a great job fostering that, right? It's, uh, it's good stuff all around. Um, don't have a lot of time left, but I, I, you know, you just joined in January. You're fairly new. Your first SauceCon, you're getting a handle around product. But do you feel you feel up to giving us a little projection maybe of what we'll see coming out from sauce labs over the next, you know, six months. Well, I don't want to give away too much, but we will have something that I expect to be quite exciting. A new beta, a labs uh, experience that I think people will be able to go get their hands on and play with um, something that moves, let's call it shift left a bit. Um, and we'll continue to talk a bit about our analytics and uh, in particular, there's a new um, report that we are going to be showing. I think some folks may be aware of it already, but so it's relatively new. It's called Failure Analytics, where we're able to aggregate all the different log outputs and provide intelligence and cohorting of different common errors so that instead of having to hunt through hundreds potentially of failures, uh, we will highlight the common problems, uh, which gives developers an easier time going and fixing things. Also, it makes it a lot easier to debug um, across large automated test suites. So we've got quite a bit that we'll be showing from a product standpoint. And like I said, there is going to be a pretty exciting uh, unveil around a um, beta project that we're moving forward with. I think that's enough of a tease right there. Hey, um, well, Matt, you may not know this, but let me I'll mention it for our audience. Anyone interested in going to SauceCon, it's actually SauceCon, S-A-U-C-E-C-O-N.com. And you could go on there and you could still register to attend. I should also mention that um, our, you know, media ops, devops.com team will be there under our digital anarchist platform. We will be broadcasting live interviews from SauceCon. So if anyone listening is is going to be in Austin for the event, hey, come come find the Digital Anarchist broadcast booth or me. And uh, we'd love to hear what you have to say and, and maybe interview you and you never know. So um, yeah, please do that. But check out SauceCon.com for more information. Um, Matt, before we wrap up, anything anything else you want to add? Oh, I think this is great. I appreciate the opportunity to have the conversation. Well, now that you're part of Sauce, you know, we'd like we do these uh, DevOps chats pretty regularly. So maybe we could have maybe we'll do another one even before SauceCon itself. I'd like to, you know, I didn't want to put you on the spot today, <laughs> but I, I, maybe in the future week, I'd like to hear what are your top three sessions at SauceCon that you're looking forward to? Don't have to answer now, though, but I'm going to give you a chance to, to do a little digging, but I'm going to invite you back on in about two weeks and let, let's talk about it. That sounds great. I think it'd be a good idea to, uh, I assume that we're at the end here. Yeah, we're wrapping up, and you know what? I'm for our next one, Matt. I'm going to pick three too. So, folks, there you have it. Stay tuned for our next chat with Matt, where between us, we're going to highlight his three and my three. That sounds like fun. 
talks for SourceCon that we're looking forward to. Sound good? All right. Sounds great. I look forward to it. All right. Hey, Matt, welcome aboard to Source Labs. I, I think you already know it, but you, you joined a great outfit, a great bunch of people there. And uh, looking forward to seeing you in person at SourceCon. And, and likewise. Thank you. Okay, and we're looking forward to seeing you, our listeners there at SourceCon. But if you can't make it, do do log on to digitalanarchist.live and you can follow along with us from there. Until then, this is Alan Schimmel for DevOps.com and you've just listened to another DevOps chat. Have a great day, everyone. Bye.